You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to another episode of Untapped Keg. I'm RJ Zimmerman, here with my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. How you doing, big fella? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm really thrilled for this episode. Excited to talk about some things uh, here at the beginning, but obviously, you know, looking forward to chatting about the most exciting news thus far, there being sports coming up, and sports are actually happening, yada, yada, yada. I'm just looking forward to dive into all this. Yeah, it really felt like the first normal weekend in a while just because it seemed like there was the live sports. Exactly. For the first time in two months almost. Exactly. So, yeah, that was very exciting-ish. Yeah, it was good. It to was, a point. It was good to see. It was good to see. But, yeah, I'd like to start it off, though, man. Let's, let's shout about that news that you brought to my attention um, about – uh. Very well-known artist. Yeah, so I was uh, perusing the social medias, as perusing. you do. Perusing. <laughs> and uh, saw Eminem post a little something, and it was his 12-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So we want to throw a big congrats out to Eminem. Ah, man, that is, that's some that's remarkable, man. So huge shout out to Eminem for that, just because, uh, you know, his albums obviously talked a lot about it, relapse and, you know, some recovery, yada, yada, all that stuff. And that's just really cool, really cool, man, because a lot of people look up to Eminem and obviously, you know, defeating drugs or what have you is, is an awesome thing. And the fact he's so open about it too, like, you know, showing his struggles, I'm sure that's. I can't imagine the amount of people that that's helped uh, another artist that I think of that's been really open about it is yeah. uh, Macklemore. Mm-hmm. Yes. Macklemore has a lot of songs about uh, being sober and uh, relapse and letting people down. So Yeah, yeah. Macklemore, I mean, we the list goes on. I mean, Sia, a lot of her music, her singing is about uh, recovery. I mean, yeah, the list, list goes yeah. on and on and on. And so, huge shout out to Eminem, um, 12 years sober. That's that's one hell of a milestone. That is, it's something that's worth celebrating. That's for sure. I hope he had a had a cake and, um, you he know, got like big hugs guy. from his daughters. <laughs> uh, do you think like he's more of a cookie guy. guy? I can see him being a peanut butter cookie guy. Yeah, more of a cookie. I can't see him eating Maybe a, a little bit of the melted sugar on top. I feel like he's the type of person he probably celebrated in the studio. Yeah. I feel like he's fancy as hell and <laughs> ordered from some expensive bakery and got these sick cupcakes that you and I can only dream of. Probably mm. gold flakes on top. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I wish Maybe I Maybe like a like black that. forest cherry. No, that sounds disgusting. But you no. know, Gold, Goldschlager had cold flakes in it how much of that have you had in your life <laughs> well uh, by the time i was 
by the time I was asking for those shots, I was I I can't remember. So, dude, <laughs> I loved Goldschlager. I probably had I get it too many to count. I'd say in the hundreds probably of those shots in my yeah. time. It's uh, I didn't even drink for ten years. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah i can yeah that taste is a strong one but yeah man so uh 12 years sober eminem kudos man that's awesome i, I just want to i want to put it out there just open invitation anytime he wants to come on the pod we'll make it happen <laughs> yeah can you imagine being at that level I mean, I'm. I mean, you know, like I said, the list goes on and on. But you know, Eminem's like, Eminem's like a worldwide icon and very open with this story. Yeah. Um, you know, once I opened up about mine, I f- felt a little, you know, paranoid. I want to say, or uh, I was a little worried about how the world would would receive it. Uh, but obviously, you know, the world doesn't know Monte Ball. Uh, <laughs> I can't only imagine that his stage. You know, having what probably a hundred million people on Instagram followers, or what have you, and I mean, this guy just opened up about it, and that uh, provides a lot of encouragement to others. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely, absolutely. He, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, I uh, for myself, I feel like I'm just opening up, and I feel like I leave myself open for a lot of ridicule, which is fine. It's well earned. Um, but it still brings, yeah, like you said, maybe a little bit of trepidation and some embarrassment. Um, That's your second you, biggest word today. And, you know, I'm trying to throw them all out there for you. <laughs> I'm trying to show how learned I am. <laughs> First it was perusing or whatever. Now it's what? Trepida- what? <laughs> trepidation? You know, a little bit of trepidation? Like, uh, I'm, I'll be the first uh, to say Caution? That. Okay, okay. That I'll be the first to say. That. I mean, I'm I'm pretty intelligent. That's a word I have not really heard. So, oh, well, you got to go back to the old English. I do, I do. Ye oldy English, the thyself. <laughs> um, what say you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just open. Oh, you know, opening myself up to some ridicule, like, uh, you know, I think in the scope of this podcast, probably be telling some stories that are. Uh, make me feel a little bit of shame for sure, a little bit of embarrassment, but my coping mechanism is laughing about it too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to laugh and then right after they be like, I'm so stupid. I can't believe <laughs> I did that. Mm. I mean, we so, all have our, all of our coping mechanisms, as long as they're healthy ones, man, it's no one's judging. And that's why we, we started this podcast, man. This is our outlet. This is our healthy outlet. And, Absolutely, and this, that was awesome. That's a, you know I like the way we started that with with Eminem. So yeah, kind of extending the platform, well, extending an offer to uh, Mr. Marshall Mathers. Um, hopefully he, uh, you know, listens to this podcast. This one as the first one. Just listen to this one. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. By the way, <laughs> yeah, and uh, hopefully we get him on. But so what's going on, man? What's going on in the world of? Of RJ, man, this uh, I tell you what, the past couple days on Thursday, I decided I was going to eat out for lunch, and I got a bacon cheeseburger and some cheese curds 
from a local bar. And I did not eat anything until this morning afterwards. Oh. I did not. I probably slept 15 hours yesterday. I just remembered back to the text in their group chat. Yeah. Yeah. I did not feel very good. And it it started Thursday night. And I kind of knew after work something wasn't sitting right with me, but I kind of thought, oh, it'll pass. It, and it never got to the point where I felt like um, I was going to throw up. Mm-hmm. It just, I felt hung over. Right. That's the best way I can describe it. I just felt hung over, like something just sat in my stomach, something sour. And it sat there. I I wasn't thirsty. I wasn't hungry. Um, You know, I didn't, didn't have to do any number two. Uh <laughs> I was just, I just slept and I just did not want to do anything. You got to, so you got to let me know this restaurant. It's probably in our text, but you got to let me know this restaurant once we're off. uh, It'll be nowhere you go. Don't worry. It's a small town. (laughs) Okay. All right. Probably 25 minutes outside of Madison. So there was no, you said there was no number twos. There was no vomiting. There was nothing like that. You just felt. No, I didn't even feel like like I was going to puke. Yeah. It was just like, you know, when you're hungover and you couldn't eat anything and like you'd, as soon as you'd move, you felt like, uh, you felt really sore. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I got worried because the first thing I had was, well, I mean, my stomach felt a little upset, but my body got sore. Mm-hmm. So I started checking myself every five minutes for a fever because, you know, that's a symptom of COVID-19. Right. Right. And uh, I had a lot of interaction with customers this week. So it's like, oh, my God, one of these customers gave me this. I'm going to be so pissed. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was just I I'm pretty much nailed it down to I think it was the cheese curds. So because uh, my coworker got the same thing, the bacon cheeseburger. He didn't have anything. And I think it was the grease, honestly. It just wouldn't pass. (laughs) Just sat there clinging to my stomach. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. Couldn't really sleep Thursday night. Woke up Friday. Went back to sleep till 1 o'clock in the afternoon. If anybody knows me, that never happens. And then I took another nap from 4 till almost (laughs) 7. And then I went to bed at 9.30. Slept all night. <laughs> Jeez, man. Well, they, I'll tell you one thing: you, you're caught up on your sleep for one. Oh yeah, and uh, for two, I bet you my sister's pretty pissed off at you that she's been left with the kids for that long. Actually, so. she felt bad for me because <laughs> you know she she actually got food poisoning the weekend before, and so I had the kids all day. Or no, oh it was the gosh. week before. I had you to come got, home from work early. You guys got weak stomachs. <laughs> I do not. That's the thing. I didn't get it that when she got it and we had the same thing. So, yeah. So she was, she felt bad for me thinking it was going to be as bad as she had it, but pretty much. And then, uh, my nap in the afternoon was with the oldest Mm -hmm. and then I, I put the youngest down. So she really, she only had the kids from like nine 30 in the morning till one. Cause that was when I went back to sleep. So I got you. Well, she'll figure out a way to once this stay-at-home order is lifted, she'll figure out a way to bring that back up. Hey, uh, you, use it against me? Oh, absolutely. She's gonna be gone. No for like way. Two days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, 
She's going to do that anyway. You've been at work this entire time, and I've been home with the kids. You know what? I get a couple days. You get to stay home with them. Right. Right. So speaking of the whole, you know, you thinking it's COVID and all that stuff, I'm just going to come out and say it, man. This whole, you know, here in Wisconsin, you know, we just had the protesting and all that stuff. And okay, you know, whatever. I'm against it. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not going to be out there protesting and, you know, deliberately going against the governor's stay at home order. But whatever, that's your right. You can do that, whatever. Um, maybe you're facing a citation, maybe not, whatever. But what what's the point with the ARs? What's the point with the AR-15s and the, the guns or or the, the guillotines I saw out there? Like, oh, well, I saw it on pictures. Um, what's the reasoning behind that? Honestly, it's because that's the only way that side knows how to protest. I don't understand you, that. I, d- I don't I don't understand how it's allowed like that. Like if you had a bunch of uh, non-white people doing the same thing, that would be put down violently. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, so, been, uh, it's, it's been proven. Yeah. I mean, just look at the Black Lives Matter protests that exactly. stones, quote unquote, were thrown at police. Stones. Yeah, stones. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there are no guns there and people die. Like, you know, you you got the uh the pipeline protests out there. Yeah, Those right. were violent every single day for no reason. Yeah. Where was that at again? Was that North Dakota or or, or where is that at? Uh, I can't remember if it was in North Dakota or South Dakota. Oh. It was in one I think it was in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Right, and I don't want to get too political and all that stuff here. That's just been my question ever since I've been hopping on, you know, Facebook and and Twitter and seeing these protests going on. I'm like, what's 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 with the guns? I don't. What's with the it's, guns and the, it's and because the Confederate that, flags and, and everything? That, well, <laughs> it's because they're racist. That's oh. why the Confederate flag is there. Right. That's the only reason. Like, dude. You lost the war. The only reason that symbol's still around is to put people in their place. Mm. And it's not putting people in their place anymore because you are losers. Mm. Like, okay. (laughs) Flying a traitor flag makes you a traitor, but that's a story for a different time. Story for a different time, for sure. That's just what I wanted to know. I I don't get it. I don't get what they're doing. I don't get, like how extreme it is well why i listened to andrew kumo i think is his last name was he the governor of New York, I think? yeah 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 and he just nailed it right on the head perfectly when he explained it um a woman asked him and you know this this ain't gonna be word for word and i'm you know paraphrasing here summing it up in, in a sense but she pretty much just said you know what you know, what's going to happen to the people who, you know, are, are suffering with mental health issues and are, you know, possibly going to commit suicide just because they can't leave their house, they can't go to work and all that stuff. And he very professionally, I want to say, answered it with, you know, saying that it's not about, you know, me, like as an individual, it's about we, like that yep. person is you know, and this, I'm not saying this in a very, you know, rude way or what have you. I'm an empathetic individual, but this is what this person, Kumo said pretty much is that person's doing that to themselves. 
these people going out and protesting will catch COVID. Some of them will, and they're going to pass it on to others who weren't protesting and those who they passed it to can potentially die. It's, 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 you know what I mean? It's a, it's, it's a, we, as opposed to a me, it's, we got to look at the bigger picture. Um, And that's, and he just pretty much shut her question down immediately. It's people got to stop thinking that it's just happening to them. (laughs) It's happening to everyone, a lot of people, but I do understand as well that yeah it does suck and that stuff like that but it's 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 as if i'm talking to the people who are protesting like you got to take this serious you really do well not just that but going out there and doing what you're doing is prolonging it absolutely but if you want to get back out there you need to follow this to the best you can <laughs> yes yeah and that's just why i get so wrapped around it because i'm like it's not a i mean you got to focus on it's you know statistics flattening the curve. You got to focus on how quickly this thing is spreading, and you got to focus on you know people who are actually following the stay-at-home order are possibly going to catch it because those who want to deliberately break the rules, the order, are the ones catching it and passing it on. It, that's just, I think it's just a, it's a significant amount of ignorance, in my opinion. Oh, and for selfish, sure, for and, sure. Yeah, and selfishness. Pure selfishness. Money's more important than human lives. I mean, that's just what it's that what it, that's what it boils down to. <laughs> and not a lot of money <laughs> is more important than human lives. It turns out either, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. This is terrible. The people losing their jobs. I mean, we've been talking about this before right. it happened. Yeah, yeah. and the government isn't doing enough at the state level, at the federal level. They're not doing enough to help people get through. This time, they mm. need to stop mortgage companies exactly. from charging during these times. They need to stop rent. If you stop the mortgage payments, no landlords have to charge rent through this time. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It's, it's just so frustrating right now that you have one side who thinks that, oh, we need to get the economy back open in order to get through this. And you have another side actually listening to doctors, listening to scientists. Yeah. Like you, you have these armchair quarterbacks, which is usually fine when it's sports and it doesn't mean anything. But when you're trying to armchair quarterback a scientist or a doctor <laughs> who have more expertise in this than anybody else, you know, there's probably there's ten people in the government who know what they're talking about, and none right. of them can talk about it right now. Really, there's only two of them that are allowed to talk. Mm. And it's it's so frustrating when it you is, listen to people who are trying to float these conspiracy theories, who are trying to, you know, go out there and be like, "Oh, you you can't tell me what to do. I'm American. This is this is America. I get to do what I want." America. I, I listened to a um, a comedian. He's an Asian comedian. He has an actual special on Netflix. And uh, before I get into that, I want to say, yeah, and when Andrew Kumo made his statements, he did start it with. What's happening to the individual is terrible. You know, the loss of the job and what yep. have you, all that stuff is terrible. But we got to focus on the bigger picture. Now, just like what you just said there, people are breaking the rules saying, you can't t- take this away from me because I'm American. This Asian comedian is pretty much just like bashing America, all this stuff in a very funny way. You know, obviously he loves America. 
and um, probably des- deservingly so. Yeah, absolutely. And his we got to fix our culture, America. <laughs> yes, and his whole thing pretty much was <laughs> in a very funny way, but it seems like with way th- with the way things are going now, it seems like us Americans have way too many civil liberties. <laughs> and he was just comparing it to like some of the things they do um, from his country. Um, and he was doing it in a very funny way. And obviously, you know, we all, we all love our civil liberties, what have you, but I understood what he meant. And it's kind of going back to what you just said right there is, you know, these people feel like they can break the rules because, Oh, I can I can exercise my right. I can break it. I can I can I can completely or deliberately go against the governor's orders because it's my First Amendment, freedom of speech, whatever, yada yada yada. And it's just like we we need to be more strict. Period. Um, we need to start handing out five thousand dollar citations. I would. <laughs> I mean, yes. So <laughs> the thing about these people who take the flag and wrap it around and claim civil liberty Mm. don't understand what they're saying liberty to. So people use the First Amendment to justify hate speech. People use the First Amendment to justify racism. People use the First Amendment to justify saying some stuff that is disgusting and trying to stop consequences from happening. That is not the First Amendment. The First Amendment protects you from being persecuted by the government for speaking out against the government. Exactly. That's what the, that's all the First Amendment protects. <laughs> so when you're out there and you're thinking about, you know, using the N-word or mm-hmm. being super racist and saying things like you people, just remember that it doesn't protect you from consequences. You can wrap it in any flag you want. Mm. And it doesn't matter. Like people need to understand, look up what civil liberties actually are. Mm. Maybe take another history class from freshman year of high school that you were probably sleeping through and try to understand what it actually means. Like what made this country great? What made this country great was we had a lot of smart people running things. We don't have a lot of smart people in this country anymore. Period. Uh, No. Uh, most definitely not because the leader of this country, what have you, the face of the country, whatever, however you want to put it, our president of the United States of America made a quote joke, which I don't think it was a joke, but about injecting ourselves with disinfectants and sunlight. Don't forget the sunlight. Oh, yep. And sunlight. So that is where we are right now. Um, and whether you voted for him or not, I don't want to hear it because for the longest time it was, oh, you know, he's just, he just likes to say a lot of stuff, but you know what he means. And now it's, uh, oh, that's not what he meant. That's most definitely not what he meant. He didn't mean that. He didn't know. He, he said it. He literally said that. And I just find it to be very irresponsible. And I, and I'm, as you can tell right now, I'm at a loss of words for it because I, I don't know what to even think about it it's it's disappointing yeah there's a lot of people right now who turn this podcast off because they don't want to hear us so. <laughs> oh <laughs> that's fine right. that's fine no that's fine i mean I, I i we don't i don't care if you did vote for him if that's your right i respect it if you voted for him i respect it if you didn't vote for him 
but we at least can gr- and agree that that is that's 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 pretty terrible as a person well, I think to make that claim I think if everybody <laughs> takes a step back and looks right now we can all agree that the leadership has been lacking at just about every single level uh for during this crisis right I think if we would have had proper leadership things would have happened starting in end of January, beginning of February, and we'd mm-hmm. be uh, talking about reopening right now. We'd probably have 50 million tests done, probably be able to get any test that you want right now. Um, yep. That's something that they're talking about trying to get us at work is they want to get all of us tested so that we can then start working together as crews because storm season is coming. Actually, storm season's here right now, which means that at any time a major storm can roll through and thousands of people are going to be without power. So my job is to travel to that area and restore power. Well, right now we can only work in, work in groups of two or three. Well, if you're only working in groups of two and three and you're with the people that you work with every day, that's going to really slow down our response times and not just our response times, but let's say we get to an area with, over 20 poles down, which was fairly common in storms last summer. Um, usually you get four crews on that and you can knock a big chunk of it out. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we won't be able to do that unless we can figure out, well, unless we take the risk or we can all get tested. So, but I don't know how we're going to get tested when nobody can get a test right now. Exactly, man. I, I, yeah, I, I got my rant out <laughs> about it, uh, my frustration out about the entire situation. I just hope that, uh, I just wish that more people, or I hope that more people continue to follow the stay at home order as opposed to those who don't want to. Um, so that's just where I want to leave it. <laughs> I, I, my final piece is I want people to start accepting responsibility for their own actions. And that includes any consequences that happen. Yeah. So if you go out and you do this and you infect a lot of people, I mean, that's t- technically, you know, that's neg- criminal negligence. Absolutely. So, uh, if somebody gets sick and they're in the hospital and God forbid they die, that's on you. And, yep. Uh, that would be the same thing on me back when I drank and I got in the car behind a wheel to drive. It's a very similar situation. If you're going to go out there and knowingly put people in danger, mm. it's very similar to drinking and driving. Yeah. I like that. I do like that. Yeah. Because I really like that parallel you created there. Yeah. Because they were going there to protest and, uh, not purposely trying to catch COVID, but they're going to some are. And yeah, when you're drinking and driving, you're obviously not getting in a car wanting to crash. Um, so it is, it's uh, just uh, an outcome that can possibly happen. And, 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 and when it does, you better, you better own up to it. Yeah. So I like that. Pearl Don't line. drink and drive people. <laughs> Moral <laughs> of the story. Moral of the story. <laughs> Moral of the story is congratulations, Eminem. God dang it, all you guys out there protesting. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> there we go. Top That's three right there. Good podcast. Let's <laughs> cut it short. 
<laughs> so man, I mean, uh, what's what's so let's I'm gonna go ahead and let you go. Let's not no. Let's let's do them last. Let's do the hopeful <laughs> ones first, okay? The let's start with the teams that gave themselves hope, <laughs> and then we'll go to what I have to say. Okay, all right, all right. Then I'll start with my team. You know, I grew up a Broncos fan. And obviously played as a Bronco and still a Broncos fan to this day. Let me go and pull up these picks right now. Jerry Judy, number one. Can't believe you fell that far. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, is it far? Is it not? You know what I mean? It's one of those where he still went first round um, and he went to a, you know, obviously I'm biased, but went to a pretty damn good fit. I mean, with Melvin Gordon in the backfield. So, Who's Creating the quarterback again? Drew Locke. Oh. Drew Locke, yeah. Showed some really good potential last year. Did he, um, though? I mean, good enough. I Did mean, he really? Not, not, you know, he didn't, we didn't really have, and I'm not, I'm not really taking a huge knock here at Philip Lindsay, um, but we just didn't do as well in the run game um, as we should have to create more of a threat in the air. So, I think now, obviously, bringing Melvin into the picture, um, a pro bowler, um, obviously very, very, um, you know, powerful runner. And now, obviously, adding Judy out there, and we still have Cortland Sutton. Um, I feel like, and obviously, we still have Noah Fanta as our tight end. I think that I think that the Broncos' offense is really stacking up because we got him, kid out of Alabama. He's going to ball out. Obviously, the receiver from uh, Penn State – Wide receiver from Penn State, uh, KJ, KJ Hamler. Hamler. Yeah, man. So he's more. Yeah, I couldn't remember the second receiver they drafted. Yeah, so he's a punt returner as well. So this guy's pretty much like an athlete. You know what I mean? Just get this yeah. ball, get this guy the ball in his hands in open space, and just let him just like just let him just play. Um, I, I really love that. Um, so I was obviously you know Elway just came out the gate saying, "Look, we're just going to put some players around Drew Locke and and make it happen." Um, we got a center, of course. We got a cornerback, D lineman, tight end as well to back up uh, Noah, um, or maybe put both of them out there in certain situations. I mean, I really, really, really liked Elway's picks this year. I really did, um, because you know he didn't. To me, to me, in my opinion, he he didn't really overthink it. I feel like, and I'll let you go ahead and go on your reign here in a bit, maybe at the end, but a lot of teams- We'll a lot save of GMs, it for the end. A lot of GMs tend to overthink things, make it a way more yes. difficult than it needs to be. Obviously, we have trades. Obviously, things happen that are unexpected, but don't make it- You know what I call it? <laughs> I call it getting cute. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you can put that in- uh, college football games and mm-hmm. pro football games. Like you got, you got things that are working. Like, you know, you got this right. player going off, you got, uh, you got this run design that's just working like crazy and you go away from it for, let's say a whole quarter mm. and it lets the other team into it. I mean, you got cute yep. making it more complicated than it needed to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's how I feel the draft can be a lot of the times too. Uh, You know, I, here's, here's a shocking pick that uh, I texted you about too, as Mm -hmm. it happened when the Raiders, they took the first wide receiver in the draft and they went with, they went with uh, the Um, speedster, Henry Ruggs. Ruggs. Yeah. 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 Instead of CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy, who I think 
99% of the scouts had as the number one wide receiver was either C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy. That just, yeah. that seemed like an old school Raiders pick. <laughs> I mean, Davis. yeah, speed. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you run fast, I'm drafting you. That's, <laughs> you know, athletes. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you, I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, say? go ahead. No, I was just going to pretty much chime in exactly what you're saying is the whole getting cute thing. Uh, I Elway didn't show any signs of that, obviously, with his picks. He was able to adjust when trades were happening or what have you. Players were probably getting snatched who he wanted, able to adjust on the fly and make it happen. I I really like his picks, man. I actually really, really do. Um, all the way even down to our seventh rounder out of North Dakota State, um, kind of an edge rusher. I, I like it. I mean, why not? You know, why not put somebody – um, well, behind. if only there was somebody there to teach them how to rush. I don't <laughs> think there's very to... <laughs> good players there yeah, that can about teach them anything. <laughs> that's literally what I was about to say. That shows me that Elway, you know, we got an A- minus for that one right there, the seventh rounder. It's like put somebody behind, you know, Vaughn, behind uh, Chubb, and let this dude just watch them and, and obviously set yourselves up for the future, you know, with this kid. Let him, let him learn behind the best. So just – I loved it. I loved it. I'm looking forward to this season most definitely. Um, absolutely. So, you know, Broncos well, all the here's, way. So, a team whose draft I thought was unbelievable, and I hate to say it because I don't like them at all, is uh, John Lynch and the 49ers. Mm. Did you see that they're getting a riddle? They're trading a lot of players right now. They're trading a lot of players and they're getting a lot of good players back mm-hmm. too. So they traded DeForest Buckner to the Colts mm-hmm. and then they drafted a defensive lineman who's very similar profile in his place with that pick they got. Mm-hmm. Then they traded back into the first round and got the wide receiver I was hoping the Packers were going to get right in front of the Packers. Brandon Ayuk out of uh, Arizona State. Then they trade for Trent Williams for a third and a fifth. Okay. One of the best left tackles in the league. You just traded for for a third third. and a fifth. Like, my goodness. And he's (laughs) fresh because he hasn't played for a year and a half. I just, yeah, I thought their entire draft was... Really good. I think John Lynch is an unbelievable GM. I think he's the opposite of a guy who gets cute. I think he, I think he's very savvy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I always like listening to him when he called games. But uh, you know what he's showing as a GM, and I think what he showed when he interviewed and got the job as a GM is he's mm-hmm. very savvy at everywhere. Like you know, you want to talk about a smart person that he is. Very, very smart. Well, that's why we loved him whenever he came over to Denver. <clears throat> oh, I forgot he played for Denver. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, yeah, I loved him back Was there. he on the Super Bowl team? I believe so, yeah, 100%. I, I believe no, so, yeah. no, he wasn't. Was he right after? No, was he was before. before. He retired before. He Are he you was sure? Yeah. Let yeah, there's see. no way he was on the Super Bowl team. Let me see this, man. John Look Lynch. up John Lynch with Denver Broncos. I'm pretty sure he did, man. I'm pretty sure. 
Okay, look it up. Let's see. And oh, let me, you can tell me when I'm right. Let me get to this real quick. Boom. All right. Did you play with him? No? Well, that's because he retired well, before. Yeah. So, uh, earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Yep. He also spent four seasons with the Denver Broncos before retiring in 08. So, oh, man. Was 08 before the Super Bowl? <laughs> most definitely after. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> yep. Nice, you got that one right off the top of the head. Pretty, pretty impressive. Um, another team who I like their draft was the Colts. I really like what the Colts did. You know, they got DeForest Buckner, mm-hmm. uh, help out their defense. Because honestly, the Colts' offense—they were missing T.Y. Hilton a lot of the year. Yes, and then um, when they didn't have Marlon Mack, they their run game was not very good at all. Right. So, you know, DeForest Buckner for a first, who's a proven commodity there. And then um, Jonathan Taylor was their first pick. Or no, their second pick. Second pick, yep. Their second pick. Their first pick was a quarterback. Wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember. Let me see. Lim- so, I mean, I just, anyway, that's where Jonathan Taylor went. So, I thought that that was, uh, you know, a really nice pick for them. Because, honestly, he's... No, their first pick that, was uh, a receiver. Oh, that's right. Michael Michael Pittman out of US, USC. That's right. Because that's, again, who I was hoping the Packers yeah. were going to draft. <laughs> so, getting a receiver because on the outside of T.Y. Hilton was kind of where they struggled as well. So, now you have Phillip Rivers going in there. Get him a... Every, what a lot of scouts are saying is an NFL-ready wide receiver and you give them Jonathan Taylor to help with Marlon Mack in oh, yeah. a spell or, you know, maybe be the lead dog there. I think Taylor's going to be the starter. Oh, yeah. And I know you and I argued about this, but the Colts really do have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Really good. They got a really, really good. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, obviously I think, you know, one being Titans, two Cowboys, three, possibly the Colts. I just, either way, I mean, it's it's that's a damn good offensive running scheme that they have there um, all the way back to, I mean, we can go off, we can go all the way back to even when uh, Falk was there. I mean, Edron James, Edron James, I've heard that name in forever. Have you? And it's been a while. It's been a while. So yeah, I've always loved their, their run. So yeah, as soon as their run scheme, so as soon as Taylor got picked up there, I'm like, Oh yeah, he's going to do well there. He's going to do well there. The atmosphere he's going to be comfortable with too. Um, just with the Big Ten Championship playing there in Indianapolis. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how he's going to do. Uh, I really, really am. And that, uh, so this is a nice little transition too. His uh, endorsement deal that he signed prior to the draft, that Ooh. was a stroke of genius. I could not believe it when I saw it. Like my I'm, jaw dropped. I'm like low key, kind of salty. Like, why? I don't even know if you're low key about it. You're oh my super gosh. salty. Uh, well, first off, I'm. I mean, a brilliant move. That is, he's a genius for that. He's a genius. Yeah. You know, he's a smart kid, and he's joined with a smart team. Um, I love my agent to death. Still, he's my agent today. Uh, but ooh, I wish we'd have made some deal like that. But yeah, man, let's him and Topper. He got a car dealership. <laughs> so, so yeah, tell tell people what what endorsement he made. 
that yeah, we're talking so, about. Absolutely. So it's uh, are they? They're local, right? I mean, they're not. They're not franchised outside the, the state, right? I no, mean, I'm pretty sure they are. are I'm they, pretty are sure. They? Yeah, they're around college. A lot of different college campuses. Nice. So I mean, he pretty much just teamed up a lifetime. Um, I don't even know how to word it. He's pretty much a lifetime. He owns four franchises now in uh, Madison. Topper's Pizza. Yeah. That's a smart, that's a really good move, man. A really good move. I mean, you, you got, you know, a pizza joint, you know, four of them on a college campus. I mean, that's not going to really go out of business. <laughs> so. No. And <laughs> yeah, like obviously, you know, people, People know who drank and, you know, Madison is very <laughs> proud of their drinking. Toppers is the pizza you get when you're drunk. All right. <laughs> yeah. You get, and you don't get the pizza. You get the topper sticks oh, with yeah. the ranch. It's all, it's all about the topper sticks. Eat you just, literally. you know, pour, pour that ranch right down my throat, man. It's literally, literally about the top, the topper sticks. But yeah, that's a really good move, man. Happy for him. He already started because it off with a, with a good you move. You know, the money that you get right there that's nice to have right now especially coming out of college right and not being able to make money mm -hmm. which i don't think a lot of people understand is you're not allowed to make any money period you can't even have a side job right. if you're playing sports um but to get the future capital there as well like to, you know brilliant it's yes and it's it's very little management there as well so it's just yeah, that's just unreal to me. That is so brilliant. It is. Couldn't believe it. Very happy for him. As soon as I saw it, liked it, commented, um, and everything. And I, I, that's that's a really awesome move. And I'm most definitely going to be a continued. Uh, I'm going to continue um, getting pizza there whenever I can. Um, and now it's just going to be like oh, I'm just you know you I'm still get pizza going there? towards Jonathan Taylor. Last time I got pizza there was probably like six years ago. But I mean. You know, now that one of my friends, um, and obviously a, I'm a fan of his, is uh, an owner. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll almost definitely go get get a get a photo there and and, and get myself a topper's pizza. I want to see if you know is it going to decline the quality of the food, or we're going to see an incline. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> looks like they're in Michigan, Minnesota, um, Indiana. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah, the, they're kind of. Uh, spread all over. Nice. Uh, mostly in Mi mostly Minnesota, Wisconsin, but there's some in Indiana and Michigan as Good well. So yeah, a lot of different college campuses too. Yeah, just genius move, genius, genius move. Absolutely. So man, let's hear it. Uh, all right, if you really want to hear it, let's <laughs> talk about the Packers draft. Let's hear it. So to start it off, okay, I was taken aback by the first round pick, but looking back on it, okay, you know, Aaron Rodgers is thirty gonna be thirty seven years old. Mm -hmm. He's had some injuries and you can really tell that his it's his legs. Like I, his arm is still there. It's he shows it three, four times a game. He's he's still got the arm. Um, but his legs just aren't what they used to be. And when he runs, it kind of looks painful because I've watched him for so long. I know how he can run 
mm-hmm. and it just seems like he's in pain when he runs or at least that he's not 100% healthy. Right. So I get why you would draft a quarterback uh, because you can, you know, just look at look at what happened the past two times he went down. What did you win? One game? I think maybe they won two and it had to be in overtime and it was because of their run game that they won those two. Uh, so you're instantly going to turn into maybe a four-win team if he goes down. But the trade up four spots, granted, they only gave up a fourth-round pick, so they didn't have to give up much. But the trade up, there's no quarterback needy teams in front of you. I don't get the trade up thing, especially when you could use a fourth-round pick. Like, exactly. You got right. holes. I, oh, it's just so confusing. And then to turn around in the second round yes. and draft a running back. Back up. And he's going to back up. This is the second by all, by all accounts, well, no, he's going to be a third string running back. Oh, my gosh. Because Jamal Williams is your second string running That's back, right. and he's good. That's right. Yes. Also, as far as injuries go, Jamal Williams has also had some injury issues. One was a cheap shot. That guy should have been suspended. Like I'm Absolutely. still irate about that cheap shot. But uh, yes, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't you know, thinks that move. Thought it was a reach too. You can get a second string and a third string running back in the in, uh, as free agents. I mean, I'm, uh, so what, what I'm saying is, I don't understand why they would go for a third string running back. As their second pick. And then their third pick, they went tight end. What? What's happening? What? What? And it's not even, I just don't, I don't understand. Where, you know, it's a tight end fullback. They said he's going to be an offensive weapon, quote unquote. Yeah. They want to use him like the 49ers use Kyle Juszczyk. You guys got a C minus for that, man. You... You know, last year, they did have a lot of imagination on offense, but they didn't have enough imagination to justify getting an offensive weapon, unless they're going to really change something this year, which they may, because this is their second year with this head coach. He probably wants to run his own scheme, right? You know, I what this draft really told me, and the rest of their draft is what it is. They took zero wide receivers. <laughs> Their That's weakest weird. position, top to bottom, is wide receiver. And then they also needed some big bodies in the middle on the defensive line. And they could have honestly used an inside linebacker before they drafted the inside linebacker they got. But That's what I'm saying. I, when I take a snapshot of the Packers draft picks, I immediately go you know, if I if I if I did not know right now who the Packers picked, and I you know just woke up today, slept for the last two days or whatever, and I'm like, oh oh gosh, I missed the draft. Let me see what you know what the Packers did. I'm gonna immediately you know go on the internet, be like, okay, before I look at these seven picks or whatever, I'm gonna be like, how are they going to help Aaron Rodgers? Let me look. Quarterback, okay, no, he's not gonna help Aaron Rodgers. Running back. A.J. Dillon, he's not going to help Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Tight end, maybe. And then obviously linebacker, old lineman center, offensive, or, uh, yeah, tackle, 
safety edge rusher. You, you get what I'm saying. You know, I'm, I'm obviously comparing this to the Broncos draft, which is how are we going to build a team around Drew Locke? What the hell were the Packers doing? You only got a couple more years of Aaron Rodgers. And that's the thing <laughs> is I really feel like the draft that they took Aaron Rodgers in, at that point, you had to take Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre was 36, going to be 37. He might have been older than that. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be the number one pick in the draft, and he was still there. They didn't trade up for him. He was there. You got to take him at that point. And and Favre was already talking about retirement, too, when they took Rodgers. So if Favre only had two years left, you got your second guy right there, your next guy right there, which right. is kind of what happened because Favre, a lot of people forget that Favre retired and then before the first preseason came, game said, oh, I'm coming back. And that's when the Packers were like, no, you know, we're, we're not, we'll trade you, but you're not playing for us anymore because that was the second year he did that. So he was really holding the franchise hostage. Yeah. That's so what... this is completely different. Let's yeah. say you were in the NFC championship game. Your weaknesses are right out there. Everybody can see it. You <laughs> didn't address it at all. None of them. And it's like the coach wants to win running 12 personnel. What team is winning a Super Bowl right now running 12 personnel? No, no one. Your defense is not good enough to win with your offense running 12 personnel. <laughs> your offensive line is not good enough to run 12 personnel. What are you doing? The times that your offense was the best was when you had Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones at the field at the same time, mm-hmm. and you were using them out of the backfield as receivers because you didn't have the receivers who could do anything on the outside. That's like Yes, like you a- signed Devin Funches, but what are you going to do when you meet a team like the San Francisco 49ers who are going to shut down your run game and you're going to have to throw the football? What are you going to do? 50 times a game. You you gonna <laughs> run into that line two straight times and do play action and let Aaron Rodgers get killed because you're gonna tee off on him because they know it's play action. Yep. Is that what you're gonna do? He doesn't have any weapons in the air either. So that's 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 oh my gosh, man. Uh thank goodness I'm not a Packers fan, but I hope they yeah. eat make me eat my words. I really do. <laughs> but so I've been that's how I'm feeling. It. You know, I've been reading about it. People are upset. About obviously your first pick being Jordan Love out of Utah State quarterback. I was hoping the Packers were going to take him in the second round. Right, exactly. Or at pick 30. I would have been fine with it at pick 32. Like the fact that you traded up and a fourth round pick could be a starter. That's just the killer that you you traded up. Like. I'm not laughing at you, man. I'm laughing with you. So (laughs) there have been drafts that I've loved and haven't panned out at all. There's been drafts that I've hated and have turned out to be really good. Hopefully this is somewhere in the middle because that'd still be a hit. But gosh darn it. It just feels like you have this once-in-a-generation talent in Aaron Rodgers and you just wasted him. You won one Super Bowl. You made one Super Bowl, and you won one Super Bowl. And you made it and won it on his back. Mm-hmm. And he carried you 
to four NFC Championship games in games you had no business being in. The only reason you were there was because of him. And you're not going to help him out in his twilight years when his window is closing? Right. Fast, too. It's closing fast. It is closing fast. But It's man. just it's super frustrating. I just, you know, I really want, I want everything him to go out on a high note. I want him to be carried off on a white horse because what he's done <laughs> for Wisconsin sports, not just Green Bay, but for Wisconsin sports, period, what he's done for the Brewers, what he's done for the Bucks, what he's done with Wisconsin sports, he's been their biggest cheerleader. That's true. You know? Right, 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 right. That's why I feel so strongly about trying to get him help. I felt but, the same way about Brett Favre too, but like Rogers hit kind of hit another level with the way that he embraced the state. Yeah. And I mean, uh, he cherishes it's it. It's just frustrating watching this. But hopefully, man, like you said, you eat your words. We never know. We never know. I mean, there still can be. Hopefully, Matt LaFleur is the genius. He seemed like he was last year. Right. Except for we, the NFC Championship game. So, man, we will see. I just know that the Broncos are going to kick some ass. I mean, we're at least on Bro, paper. On paper, they, we should. They can't do any worse. Let's start there. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, on paper, we should do well. But we all know how that goes. <laughs> all I'll say is the Packers have Aaron Rodgers. Therefore, the NFC North still runs through the Packers. But I also love what the Vikings did in the draft. So that makes me really nervous. Mm. Also, <laughs> the Bears draft makes me laugh just as hard as the Packers draft. <laughs> the Bears draft sucked. <laughs> a, well, I mean, they got to keep the tradition alive. They drafted yeah. another tight end. <laughs> They, keep they the got tradition. nine on their roster. <laughs> oh my gosh! They just signed Jimmy Graham. <laughs> oh Did man! Really? Oh yeah! Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. the Bears are gonna win in twelve personnel too. <laughs> <laughs> the Do Chiefs just won a Super Bowl by having offensive weapons and having a defense that is middle of the pack, bend up but don't break. Exactly. That's yeah, how you that's win a Super Bowl in this need. league now. That's what Tom Brady did. You know, that's what that that's what the Patriots have done for a long time is a defense that bends but doesn't break. Yep. And an offense that can get up and go. Yep, that's been their that's been their thing. That has been their thing. So man, I, I I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this season. Um, Do you think you know, it'll be played? I think so. You know, whether there'll be, you know, if, you know, is there going to be fans in the audience or in the stands or, you know, or not? I think no matter what, it's going to be played. I mean, the NFL is, the shield is, the shield's going to go. <laughs> no matter what, they can't lose. I don't know. $15 billion. Um I I understand, but if the government's telling you, and it could be state governments that say it, uh, you will not have gatherings of fifty plus people. No NFL game can be played. Gosh, man, that would. Do you understand what's going to happen? And I, you know, then there'll be uh, happen, but it's going to be wild. Well, they're protesting now because pretty much in this state they can't go to bars. 
I'm just gonna say it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's if true. We take away football. It's I hope we I hope we I hope the season continue, I hope it I hope it's played. Riots. It'll be riots. Yeah. But that's for that'll be for our next episode, man. That'll be for our yeah. next episode. We do have Absolutely. a question. We have a question, man. Oh, we do? I didn't we see any do. questions. We got a question. We got a question from somebody you know uh very well. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> On Twitter, very, very well. So Steven has a question. Oh god, for us. you're gonna <laughs> ask this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. Yeah, so Super Smash Brothers video game, of course. Uh, what N sixty four? You got Melee on GameCube or whatever other system you play it on the Switch. I mean, Super Smash Brothers. We we've all played before. Who you know those who play video games. So the question is: best Smash character and why? I'll go first. Um, you know, are you no, saying I'll, Link I'll or you, Young Link? I'll let you. You know what? No, I'll are you, you saying Old Link or Young Link? All right, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. No, I'm not saying Link. I'm going with it, it's Ness. Period. Oh God. Ness. Ness. Ness is the best character. Why? Because Ness, for one, has extremely powerful moves. But well, every character has powerful moves. But he's his moves are quick and powerful. If you know how to okay. use Ness, you are very deadly. He can maneuver. He has a many. Many tricks up his sleeve, literally a yo-yo that is extremely dangerous. His grab is really quick. His grab is not only quick, you can actually throw people pretty far with the grab. And his ability to get back up on the stage, up on the map is unique. Um, but it's uh, it's a very powerful attack as well. Um, you know, when you get yourself back on the stage and if some if you hit somebody, it, it, it creates a lot of damage. So... Ness are we talking about Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Ness? What which Ness are we talking about here? Right, what, right, right. From right. what game? Our original N sixty four Super Smash really? Bros. and Melee as well. So, so which one was your favorite? If you'd have to say which original which iteration of Smash Brothers, the the first one. See, I like Melee. That was see Melee was my first one. Mm-hmm. So, and then I'm assuming N64 was your first one. Yeah. But I just love Melee. I thought Melee was the best balanced. Uh, I thought it had the best maps. Right. And it it was just cool how you could unlock people. So I mean, it most likely is. I just, the whole. That was the GameCube one for people. Right. You know, I'm just attaching my memories, my childhood memories to yep. the original. Rosy retrospection. Mm-hmm. But if I, you know, Melee was awesome like awesome the maps were were brilliant so who's yours who's your favorite character uh i'm gonna have to say captain falcon why because i'm bad at the game so i spam falcon punch and falcon kick come at me bro i ain't i ain't using no shield i ain't no dummy come at me fight you hand to hand fist to fist let's go I would destroy you then. This, this you wish you could destroy me. No, man. I've put... Ask Falcon Ash, Punch can't come near me. <laughs> ask your wife after this of how many hours I've put into Super Smash Bros. Yeah, so, you know, you'd, you'd you know, 
Yeah, you 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 can beat one player games faster than me, but <laughs> Sounds I like will. <laughs> Next time you come over, we're playing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and I am going to crush you. Okay, deal. All right, done. Deal. So we got Captain Falcon. We That's got, two out of three. And we got Ness, so we'll be able to chat about the. Well, no, nah, I won't be over there anytime soon because of this whole stay at home. I don't want. Yeah. Hmm. We'll true. figure it out. We'll figure it out. But okay, thank you, Stephen, for that question. Best Smash character and why? We got Ness and we got Captain Falcon. I feel like a lot of people listening in on this are going to agree with Ness, but I feel like a lot of people listening on this are going to say Mario. So, uh, yeah, they're they're most definitely terrible then. <laughs> all right so we actually have a second question so i didn't check nice. twitter before this so <laughs> nice well done it's from uh dan what is Monts' favorite movie of all time and why is it batman versus superman <laughs> <laughs> okay for one it's not batman versus, <laughs> batman versus superman um Gosh, Dan and I would always talk about this all the time, though. So oh. my favorite movie of all time is The Pursuit of Happiness. But I'll just go ahead and I'll bite. I'll bite. Screw it. So Batman vs. Superman, I actually th- just, I loved it. Loved it for one. I'm a very emotional um, viewer, I want to say. When I'm watching movies, you know, I don't just watch, um, you know, the acting. I, I, I listen to the, the scores, that, that being the soundtracks. Of the of the music when they play them, when they cut them, um, when they change them up, all that stuff, and how it matches with the scene, the emotion, etc. I'm a huge Hans Zimmer fan. Uh, for those out there who are Hans Zimmer fans, but uh, you know this movie being a Hans Zimmer um, uh, movie of uh, him producing the scores, I just love the music in it. Um, I love the whole Batman vs Superman, the whole. You know, they went with the, you know, the six, nine type of uh, plot where it's if you're sitting across the table and we put a six in there, it looks like a six to me. It looks like a nine to you. So because in that movie, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're fighting each other, but they're technically fighting for the same thing. Um, you know, sitting across the table with a six or a nine, it's we see different things, but technically we're, you know, we're viewing it, um, you know, through our perspective. You know what I'm saying? Um, so Batman vs Superman was awesome. Love the music, um, but it's most definitely not my favorite. <laughs> it's not a good movie. <laughs> it's a fine movie. It's not a good movie. <laughs> Dan and I had this discussion over lunch, and we spent two hours talking. Well, mostly him talking, but talking about why he thinks it's a great movie and why I think it's just fine. It's an awesome movie, man. It is a great idea that's poorly executed. I really loved it. I really did. When was the last time you watched it? Uh, probably two and a half years ago. Two, two years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah, that's why. Watch I mean, it again. You'll feel the same way. Last time I watched Pursuit of Happiness from front to back was probably five years ago, but it's still my favorite movie of all time. Listen. Batman versus Superman is actually kind of boring. Last time I tried to watch it was a couple months ago, and I had to stop it because I got bored. I can see that. I can see that. And thinking back I on. do enjoy Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Henry Cavill as Superman. I enjoy 
uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. I really, really enjoyed these three main characters, but I do not enjoy how they interact. I don't like how, um, I don't like how the buildup between Superman and Batman fighting kind of happens. And it just feels like they don't know exactly what they want to do with Superman. Um, in that I just holds the movie back period. They needed to have more of a clear vision for Superman than what they did. They kind of have this muddied, and then you can tell in this movie that they had something planned for justice league and beyond. And what happened in justice league ended up not making Batman versus Superman better. So that makes the movie suffer because you know what comes next now. So now it's not as good of a movie as it could have been because now it kind of makes no sense what happens in Batman versus Superman with what happens in Justice League. (laughs) And that's annoying too. So you've done some thinking. Well, I mean, I had really high hopes for (laughs) this entire arc because I really enjoyed what they did with Man of Steel uh, you know, taking it kind of the that sci-fi route and um, making it be like, the, it, w- how would Earth react if, you know, all of a sudden there was an alien invasion kind of, you know, there was some, an alien was right. living among us, like Earth would freak out. We respond with the military. We'd be trying to blow them up. Mm-hmm. That's what we'd be trying to do. And that's kind of what happens in Man of Steel. Yep. So... I, I enjoyed Man of Steel, and I watched it again. I still enjoy that movie. Batman vs Superman just it makes me sad because it could have been so good. I lo- I love their take for the most part on Batman, but some of it just ugh. You know what I'll do? I'll give it another watch. I'll give I'll give it another watch before our next episode, and uh, and I'll and. I'll see what I think again. You know, I'll, you know what you need to do is you need to use those videos and beat Last of Us before our next video or our next podcast. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll re-download <coughs> the game and uh, <laughs> watch watch those and, and and see what I can do. All right, I'll see what I can do. You said it, so now it has to happen. Yeah, the public yeah. has heard. I can make it happen. That damn game is pretty scary, but I'll make it happen. <laughs> I, that's why I sent you walkthroughs, so you don't have to be scared anymore. <laughs> Touche. But all right, man. That was... Uh... Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can find us at Untapped Keg on Twitter, at Untapped Keg on Instagram. You can find us on, at Untapped Keg on Facebook, and then untappedkeg.com. Uh, where can they find you, Mons? Yes, indeed. You guys can find me uh, on Twitter at MonteBall28, Instagram MonteBall, uh, Facebook MonteBall Jr., and send us some messages. Uh, send them straight to me. Send them straight to RJ. Send them to Untap Keg. Um, RJ, where can they find your personal uh, social media accounts? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at It's Trickster with the. One is the eye and trickster. So, um, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Nice, nice, perfect. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we 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 
I love this. I enjoyed it. So thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.